yes? Did I fuck Hello? it up? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to wait for a golden opportunity to go, but I, I guess this is as good as any, huh? Oh my so, god. Hi, hi everybody, w- welcome to CWC hmm. uh, Coffee with Clumps, and today we're joined by uh, Super Butter Buns from the Super Butter Buns YouTube channel. Hello there, my dear, how are you yes. doing? Yes, hi, hi diddly ho there, I'm a massive idiot that doesn't know how syncing works, so it's gonna be... <laughs> This is going to be really fun. Oh, boy, here we go. I'm probably going to start the podcast off right where you're going, like, Wednesday podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional, I promise. <laughs> so what the hell have you been going up to, and what do you do on your YouTube channel? Well, currently, I am taking a little workcation to Norway. I'm visiting some friends, and it's like, you know, a short trip and stuff. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting away from it all. Mm-hmm. Kind of not really, because I'm still working while I'm out here, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, other than that, uh, YouTube-wise, and stuff for people who don't know who I am, um, I am uh, you know, Super Butter Buns. I am known for a series called For Beginners, where I uh, essentially take a game and break it down for people who don't know shit about that game. Uh, and, you know, it's, it condenses everything from the reception of the game, the story, the gameplay, the design, uh, general tips and tricks, anything that you need to know in order to get into the game properly. So yeah, that's essentially what I do. And it's also comedy, because, you know, I'm a funny haha girl with a stupid voice, so you kind of <laughs> have to do that, because, like, I can't do serious stuff with my voice at all. So, it's and just... you also, you're also probably, like, one... Uh, I love editing comedy, where somebody can do edits, which just just make you go, hee hee hee, and you do that super fucking well. You're Neurotomata for beginners. There were multiple moments in that where I actually belly laughed, and it's been... It's been so long since I've just like sat down and belly laughed at someone's content and been like, ha, ha, ha. and boy howdy did yours make me do that. So, that makes well me like really happy. To hear. Good. It was it was it was probably one of my favorite videos of yours, and not just because it was about Neurotomata, which by the way, everybody, you should all go check out because I have a a, a teeny weeny little cameo in that halfway about halfway through, and uh, there's also Pixie Valkyrie in that as well, who also does great content, and I also was was in a video of hers. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave both of those videos down in the description if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast listening thing i'm sorry (laughs) there's nothing to look down below too you're smart use google yeah i mean yeah that probably works it's like it's like there's a i i get i've got a thing a few times and admittedly i should be better at it i i just like I'm I'm still very new to this whole podcast thing, so I'm learning every day. Mm-hmm. But there are a bunch of people who are like, can you upload your podcast to things like Google Play? And my first response is, how how do that? I don't know how to do that. I, I still don't know how people get stuff on iTunes, like at all. It took me a while, but um, event I, I I say this to anybody listening. I don't mind if you go onto something like YouTube to MP3. And you rip it from there. I will not have a single problem with that. Go right ahead. If 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 little old Clemsy is being trash at uploading your podcast to like uh, uploading the podcast to one of your favorite podcast sites, just just rip it off YouTube. I will not be offended. Go to town. He's a big boy. He can take it, guys. Don't you worry. Pr- yeah. <laughs> I'll, try- I'll sure try. But yeah, you were also recently in my, my Kingdom Hearts 1 video. I did. I, I did. Well, I thought, because, you know, you made a cameo in mine. And then you suggested I make a cameo in yours and stuff, because it's a little, like, ha-ha, tee-hee and stuff like that. Those yeah, keeping, yeah. like, in tune with the Buns Clemps lore. Because <laughs> it's so elaborate. It's like that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman comic. Oh, I hate that. Don't say it that way. <laughs> It's exactly like that, to a T. 
Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> that's just that's awful. That's just completely <laughs> that's awful. Terrible. <laughs> My God. I mean, like, well, I mean, you, know, you mentioned the editing and stuff like that. We're both. I think a lot of rely on like we we rely on gag humor a lot when it comes uh, to like you yeah. know certain. I mean, there are certain things where um because I was I was recently rewatching your your near analysis because I started I started playing the game mm-hmm. and like the, just the t- it's the tiny things that get you it turns out like um you know there was a thing where you, you put an effect where uh, I think um uh, what's his face Weiss uh, got kicked yeah. or whatever yeah. and it just and it just, <laughs> it's just it's tiny little sound effects like that <laughs> and there are people like that in my videos too where um there are jokes that I put in my videos I'm like this is not funny no one's gonna think this is funny it's so tiny no one's gonna care and then people that ends up being people's like favorite thing in the entire video I know right it, it's it's a shame for me that um one of my favorite videos also has one of my least favorite moments in it that people people just love to quote and I'm like why that one yeah <laughs> it's it's it was back in the day it's uh it's my eternal sonata video and i'm sure for a lot of the the big clumps boys out there you know what moment i'm talking about um it was back during the time before cummies became complete cancer oh no uh-huh, yeah and it has me and i'm prancing through the fields and it was about um clumps going out into the wild to hunt for cummies and i i i like shrink into myself whenever i watch that video now and that pops up because it's it's dated the video so much and i'm like oh why did i have and it's it's kind of taught me ever since not to include or try not to include any upcoming fresh meme you know because <laughs> because like um i have i have a feeling like the uh the thing which makes me laugh a lot now is that really kind of um hard cut aggressive dubstep yeah I find that really funny, but I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those things where, like, in a few more months, it's like, it's, it's old now. Oh, are you talking about bass boost? Because, like, I'm a That's huge fan. I use bass boost for everything. You I sure don't know. do. I do. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I can definitely say I'm a one-trick pony and I'm running out of jokes. But besides that, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel that so hard because I've, I've, I'm a huge offender of trying to put modern memes into videos. But, like, I think I've joked around with that before. Yeah. You remember, you remember the shooting star meme? It's like the beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep. Yeah, I, I put three seconds of that in my video as a joke. As I'm yeah. like, ha, you think I'm going to go with a stupid modern meme? Guess against mm-hmm. suckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Base Boost is ever going to get outdated. If it is, I'm done for. <laughs> um, because it's it's so funny. Granted, like, I... I wish I had the like the freedom of you to like you know make the more the the, the lewds if you will because yeah. that gives you a lot more to work with because I I people don't know I'm famous for having family friendly content where like mm-hmm. all cursing is censored I don't make any lewd jokes that are like you know explicit yeah um, everything is like limited I can't you know and I, I also can't talk about spoilers in half my videos so it is, like I, I do find I do find it funny because like your videos are family friendly but then like when I'm talking to you on voice and you're like can't. <laughs> 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 I'm a huge hypocrite on top of everything. Yeah, uh. yeah no, it's, it's so true, though. It's so true, because, like, my humor is terrible. Like, just on every angle, it's absolutely terrible. But I, I don't put it in my content. Um, and, you know, because... And then everyone thinks I'm, like, uh, the this, this super happy-friendly, hippity-dippity person. And then they go to, like, my Twitch streams, or they see me anything that isn't <laughs> in my own videos. And they're like, who is this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know, because... I, I have had I have had a few people who've um who've been really against the uh the sexual humor in my videos and mm. I I can get that 
Like, I really, really can get that. It's kind of, um, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But then I also think, and I'm, I'm not being one of those people like, oh, you've got so many other YouTubers. But it is kind of true in this case. It's like, I, I try not to, to litter the videos with sexual jokes, but a couple of them every half an hour, I think is okay, because I'm one of those people who find sex fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, you should be yourself in the videos. I mean, like, yeah. for me, yeah, I have a terrible sense of humor, but I also have a super wacky sense of humor, so I just mm -hmm. let the wacky side do its job. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, it's nothing that I don't personally find funny. Um, you know, and then for, <clears throat> for, your, for your content and stuff like that, like, I like your lewd jokes. Just <laughs> 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 I think Thank they're you. good. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I, I guess, I mean, it's difficult to say because I feel, I feel bad for those people when they're like, oh, you know, the, I, I don't like those jokes. They make me uncomfortable. And it's like, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but they are at the end of the day, just jokes. Yeah. And like, no matter what, because I, I feel like I'm, I'm not doing it in a way where it's like, oh, he's, he's just being a sex pervert with no comedy. You know, like, all of mm -hmm. the edits are really intentional to be, like, jokes. Yeah. Where, like, the edit is, like, a hard cut to me with, like, a creepy uncle face rubbing my hand with, like, jerk-off noise in the background. It's like, that is, that's clearly a, a jokey joke. I, I can say, I think you have definitely some of the better, like, live-action segments of your videos. Oh, jeez, No, I mean it, because, like, a lot of YouTube, not to, like, diss anybody, it's just my, you know, personally and stuff welcome like that. To I, the, I just like to when the, people talk Welcome to the super butter the buns and clemps, like, jack each other off for an let entire me, podcast. Let me drag some people while I'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, just a lot of content creators that will do the, the half and half, where it's like, you know, they'll, they'll talk in front of the camera, and then they'll cut to the footage, talk in front of mm -hmm. the camera, cut to the footage. And, like, that stuff is very scripted, and it's very detailed, and people put a lot of effort and work into and stuff like that but um i just i don't know i never give i never care that much when they're on camera but i like mm. how you do it where it's not like you're not talking to the camera you're using it to enhance like what you're already talking about yes um, which i think is good you know it's 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 a clever way of doing it and stuff like that instead of just kind of the you know okay now i'm talking to the camera now i'm talking over footage i'm talking to the camera i'm talking over footage mm -hmm. um you know and i don't talk over like it, with the camera and stuff because i hate how i look but <laughs> Oh. I just stick to all footage all the time. But your hair is so fabulous. Yeah, but it, it would break the illusion because it's not me. It's super butter buns talking. It's the little... I, <laughs> I, the I, I feel like people are going to be... like People... Or a few people probably get like a crazy shock when they're like, wow, the, the hair in with for the butter buns is so great. And they actually see you and they're like, it's the exact fucking it's, same. It's the same thing. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I take pride in that. The fact that, because like, there's a lot of people who have like avatars and stuff. I mean, you look like your avatar because it's based off of you, but like oh, sure, sure. people have like cartoonish like avatars, but I look like mine and people don't get that that like my hair actually does look like that and it, yeah. always, it always really throws people off and stuff, it is impressive like, thank you i try I've, I've killed a lot of people to get this far <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's, that always happens though like anytime i upload a video it's just my hair and stuff people are like is that a wig and i'm like yeah <laughs> yes you, you, yeah. it's a wig yeah totally it's a wig you're but, sure why not you can believe that by all means yeah it's, it's a wig that's completely like attached to my head and everything yeah so i i mean like on on the topic of comedy and videos actually um so this is like a little bit before we go into the questions which we've got a lot of today boy howdy people mm -hmm. on twitter been typing their little fingers all over i know i'm um, such an enigma <laughs> <laughs> but basically it was like it's about comedy in videos, like, especially when it comes to mine, is that I deeply dislike the comedy I used, and I, I think a lot of people know this now, um, in my, my older videos, like Drakengard, mm -hmm. and 
Which is a shame, because I do like the um, story recap analytical parts of that video, yeah. but the humour is so different from what I find funny now. And I was coming into my element a bit, and I was really, I like, didn't quite know how to do this whole live action thing. Mm-hmm. So I was scripting it super hard. I was like, make, and the issue with scripted comedy is that you have to be good at scripted comedy, which I ain't. And, um, and also make it seem natural. Because, like, oh, that, that's yeah. the biggest. Because so many times people say, like, oh, this seems forced. Well, it's like, well, yeah, it was written down and I'm doing it on purpose. So I don't know what to tell you. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And, and like, and I, I, I do appreciate it when people are like, oh, but I still find those videos funny. And it's like, well, that's, that's great. But it, mm-hmm. I, I don't, unfortunately. And I, I am fully wanting not to do like a remake of those videos. Cause th- that's always the thing when people take down the older videos cause they're ashamed of them. And I, yeah. I'm more in the mindset of like, well, then again, ironically, I did take down a few videos from my channel or put them on unlisted, but that's only because they didn't really fit in with the theme I wanted my channel to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel like with the reviews anyway, I don't take any of them down because it's like, this is how my editing has improved, you know? And like, this is what I was like when I first started off. It's funny you mention that because I actually, I've done that already with my, my Kingdom Hearts videos. Uh, Kingdom mm. Hearts 1 for Beginners was the first video I ever made, um, for YouTube at least. And uh, I, it was four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know a year later into my channel i look back and I'm like i hate these things because i covered kingdom hearts one two and birth by sleep all in the yeah. infancy of my channel and so i took um a few months to just remake those videos entirely from the from mm-hmm. the ground up and stuff because i had learned my own sense of humor i was disappointed with how uninformative my videos were um because you know like i was at the, at the time my channel my um for beginners started off as a parody of like for beginners as an you know a helping guide like oh, i'd mentioned dumb stuff in the game that you're going to come across yeah uh-huh. um and that was kind of the point but then over time people you know criticized that the video was like kind of clickbait or they weren't getting enough information from it um so over gradually the videos got longer and more informative so i looked back at my kingdom hearts videos and i hated the comedy because it's like there was so many golden opportunities and i didn't i hated how it was not informative enough so i just read it them yeah. um and you know they're still up there you can still can see the old ones compared to the new ones and stuff and the new ones are like you know four times as long and stuff but those are end up those end up being my most popular videos or around some of the most popular yeah. and i'm glad i did it and i'm glad i still have the old ones up so people can see how you've grown because in my opinion if you don't if as a youtuber if you don't hate your older videos you're not doing very well because you're not <laughs> changing and you should always be changing yeah. So, you know, always be adapting and stuff like that. You know, people like, oh, I miss the older type of videos. It's like, well, they're still there. <laughs> you can still uh, yeah, check those out. You, you can watch those, like, for like a kind of like relic of, yeah. of, the, of times gone by. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, with the Drakengard stuff, I'm definitely mm-hmm. not going to be taking them down. But I eventually want to make a um, kind of like a Drakengard, like, big series overview and recap where essentially I don't just touch Drakengard, I also go into the short stories, like basically what I did with Nier because mm-hmm. in Nier I go into like all of the side content and everything, with Drakengard I want to like go through the game but also tackle like the spin-offs from other endings and everything like that or just different timelines so people have like a complete 100% understanding of the series as a whole yeah, and I think I think that'd be really fun. I I don't know when I'm gonna do that. Um, 
I, I don't like putting dates on things because whenever I'm like, I'm going to do it by the end of, of this time. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, it's, it's terrible. I, I like I had on my calendar near Automata for beginners supposed to be out in May. Ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and that fell so fast. Oh, that changed. I mean, that video was so cursed, though. I mean, every everything went wrong with that video. It was amazing that it even got out. Um, h- hilariously, it got copied. That's the first four beginners I've ever had copyright claimed. Really? Yep. <laughs> and, it, the uh, the Mr. Sandman joke is what got it, and like everything else, uh... I was really safe with with like using copyright music. But um, I wanted that clip to be long because I wanted the whole song in there, or the majority of the whole song, or at least the first yeah. thirty seconds, and it got copyright claimed, so it's not making any money. And it's like that's it that that sealed its its fate as being the most cursed video I've ever worked on. Oh man! Um, but I'm also sucks. really proud of it. So you know, it turned it's... out really really well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> comedy is hard guys it sure is it's one of the most hardest things to do like you you can inform somebody really mm. easily but to make somebody laugh is is infinitely more difficult and i'm i'm not trying to say i'm a good person at that like i i have a fair share of people who are like clemps is unfunny as fuck and it's like you know what i i believe you like that's that's okay like i, I feel like people have a, a right to dislike my content but i think something which which I always have got a touch on, is that you can like my content, but um, tr- try to kind of, like, not associate that to, to Clemps as a as a person. Yeah. You know, that that is something which a lot of people tend to do. They go, like, oh, like, you know, Clemps is an idiot, instead of saying something like, well, his content is bad. Because yeah. they don't... They haven't really had the chance to talk to me or, like, find out what kind of a person I am. And But at the same time, I feel like the, the bigger youtubers get the more difficult it is for people to oh yeah you're gonna piss to... off somebody regardless i've learned oh, that the hard I, yeah. way you know yeah it, it does it doesn't matter what i do how much research i put into everything it's, it's i'm always gonna get some nitpick or something that's <laughs> completely i love i love it when people are like completely wrong and they're so certain that they're right i mean i've gotten some really far stretches before i think in one of my by p5 review this comment always sticks with me um i i said i was going to compare the persona 5 to the previous games in the series because you know it, it's it's relevant and stuff comparison yeah. wise and i said because yeah persona 5 is the fifth game in the series and then i got some comment was like well actually <laughs> it's the seventh game in the series yeah. and i'm like I'm not going to sit here and say, because it's the seventh game in the series, to confuse every... Yeah. <laughs> it's got a big five on it. Yeah. And then, like, be, just, you're going to get criticized regardless. Humor, you know, information, it doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, at definitely. This point. But someone absolutely. out there likes it, and that's the important part. Yeah. I, you know, I, someone likes lewd yeah. jokes about titties. They <laughs> should, <laughs> and as they should, <laughs> titties are hilarious. How God, do they grow know. on a person like that? <laughs> <laughs> but when when people go into YouTube and stuff like that, I don't think people realize that. In my opinion, I think I do think comedy is definitely one of the hardest types of uh, content to make because you're right. It's you know people have different types of humor, and it's difficult oh, yeah. to be funny when you know if you're having a down day. Or if if you don't personally feel funny, anyone can like you know it's it's easy to just write straight up information even if you're feeling sad and stuff like that. But for me, when when I write my four beginners because everything is scripted, mm-hmm. um, if I don't feel funny, it shows, and you know, and the the whole thing just goes downhill. And that's why my videos take so long to write is because like I can't force myself to do this because if 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 it, if I'm forcing it, the video will be forced, and, and people can really sense that humor has to be supernatural. To like, mm-hmm. you know, and alive for 13 seasons. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's. Mm. I don't know. It's, Basically, to, to to put to put a nail in that uh, comedy comedy difficult. Comedy is hard. Comedy something, hard. That, something that you'll see often as a joke in my videos is that comedy. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, on on that note, um, I, I do actually have a question which kind of ties into to YouTube mm-hmm. in general, and this is going to be um specifically for you mm-hmm. because uh, I've already said this before in another in another podcast, but this is from at uh, the life bear. And they say, so what inspired you to do YouTube? Oh, well, I, <laughs> I was born a poor black child in Mississippi oh. back in the day. <laughs> no, um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like everybody else, you know, like, for the most part. I, I watched a lot of content when I was younger. And I grew up in, like, a creative environment and stuff like that. My dad was, a, you know, an animator. My mom was a producer. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, you know, like, so, like, anything creative, they were, like, totally for. Um, and I was in video club and theater in school. So when I went out to San Diego and whatnot for, for school, because I went out to school for video and editing because I wanted to be an editor, mm-hmm. um, just in like general production and stuff, uh, I, I, I really wanted to start a YouTube channel because it's like, I can do this. You know, I, I play games. Um, I, you know, I, I want to learn how to get better at editing and stuff. So my parents finally got me a capture card for Christmas oh, uh, that cute. year. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> that was the only gift I got. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't know how to work the, like the darn thing and stuff. Cause I was, I was learning to become tech savvy. Like I knew how to edit basic stuff and whatnot. And I was really, I was definitely in a learning process. Yeah. So I wanted to start YouTube to get better while I was in school. And, you know, I loved games and, and I wanted to talk about it. I didn't know what to talk about at the time. Cause it's like, well, I could do let's plays, but let's plays are like a dying medium at this point and they're yeah. really hard to get into. And I'm not very funny like off the top of my head and I I didn't know what to do for the longest time so I just dwelled on it and I eventually was like well I have a lot of friends that don't care about video games like at all so like what if I just made a video explaining how do you get into like a game okay. <laughs> you know, just to see like if I can kind of like show them that yeah. And that, that's that's where the first video started off, and I just, you know, messed around with editing. And the biggest hurdle to get over for me was, like, I hated my voice. Absolutely hated on a recording. Mm. And I still, I mean, I, like, I tolerate it now, but that was learning to get my own voice and, like, how to properly voice over things with the proper enthusiasm was, you know, something I'm still getting used to. But I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to be a better content creator in general because that's, that was the field I was going in regardless. You know, e- with or without YouTube, I would be working in production somewhere. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I'm going to try YouTube as a hobby. If it goes somewhere, I will stick with it. You know, and <laughs> lucky enough, it went somewhere. But I was going to say, it went super well for you. It will, Well, I mean, it's been an uphill climb. I've been doing this for oh, close yeah. to three years now. And um, I can say that if you, if you are like me and stuff like that, success does not come overnight. Um, I started off incredibly slow. I, you know, it took, I think, I don't know, three weeks for one of my videos to reach 1,000 views. And I promoted that thing like crazy. <laughs> um, you know, my, my, uh, my big spiel was I, I was going Tumblr, tag the video, and then I'd put uh, follow for reblog. Okay. And people will do that, you know, that even if they don't watch the video, they'll still reblog it, but someone else will watch the video if it shows up on other people's timelines. Um, and it, it, it slowly got the videos up to like, you know, about a thousand views each. And after that, that's where the, um, you know, YouTube algorithm kind of starts taking over and stuff. But it was yeah. such a slow climb. I mean, you know, I went from getting, you know, 
200 subs a month to 500 subs a month to a thousand i mean like if you look mm-hmm. on my social blade you can actually see it as like a, a incline yeah so for the people who you know when it comes to getting inspired with youtube and stuff like that it will take a while if you are going to start off from nothing because i had no following <laughs> before that i had minimal experience with like i had no online friends no online communities i was super quiet online <laughs> So yeah. I started, I can actually say I started from scratch. I didn't have anybody to like I'm guide me. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one, totally. Um, I think I have a, like a little bit more I can say about that because you were saying how like, I know it's been three years and everything. Pretty much the same for me. I, I started in 2012. Yeah. Back in the day. And I've only just managed to find a piece of shit that can stick against the wall. <laughs> Yo, you know? I mean, for some people it takes even longer. You yeah. know, I, I'm considered a relatively you know, fast success story, considering that it's been like, you know, because there are some people who stagnate for years and then they have this massive, you know, burst. And so, I mean, it's a different story for everybody. Totally. Um, but, you know, I, I can say I'm incredibly fortunate to have such a gradual climb and stuff because it was, it was, you know, it was motivation. Yeah. Um, it was exponential. That's the best way I could describe my growth. I, so. I mean, Jesus, I, I probably wouldn't have the amount of subscribers I have at the moment, again, if it wasn't for Angriest Pat. And mm-hmm. Peach Saliva, they m- gave me a fucking huge majority of my subscribers, or at least they, they're kind of what started the uh, the snowball down the hill. Yeah. They really pushed, and I'm I'm indebted to them forever for that shit, because God bless them. They they gave me a career, and I, mwah, mwah, if you're listening, <laughs> kisses, mwah, mwah, mwah. Well, I mean, networking um, is, like, super important. It's all part of the job. I mean, like, you know, I didn't know anybody at the time, but I talked to people, and I had people who had, you know, 20,000 subscribers, 60,000 subscribers, like, you know, at the time retweeting my stuff and like, it helped. You yeah. Know, it, it definitely helped. Um, and, you know, in this case, you had, you know, some big behemoths, like, <laughs> <laughs> giving you all the love. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it does, it does make a huge difference if you network properly and stuff. I mean, like, there's a difference between networking and being like, hey, per, like, you know, go into someone's DMs, like, promote yeah, my exactly. video. But <laughs> it's I, I to be a nice person agree. online. Um, Pretty much, uh, it's, I don't know. I just feel like um, sometimes you got to take help when when it's offered to you. Oh yeah, you know that there is a thing as being too proud. There are there are people who kind of um, they have this mindset where it's like, oh, any anything, anything that I do, I'm gonna do it 100% me, and that can work sometimes. But if somebody offers a helping hand in YouTube, this giant fucking sea of content. You're gonna need that little flair. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, uh, there's this misconception that like YouTubers are all out, you know, in competition. We're out to get each other. But Definitely like, not. I-, I found the most enjoyment with you know YouTube and stuff when I have content creators bigger and smaller than me. When we just are like helpful to each other and supportive of each other because oh, we're we're getting yeah. screwed by the same thing. Let's be real. You know, <laughs> like yeah. YouTube's like as a platform is terrible. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it, it's best to work together 9% of the time. And like, I, I don't understand that whole like competition mindset. Cause like, I've been content with my channel size for like ever since like 50,000. That's I said, I, I was done. Like I, I didn't care if I gained another subscriber after that. Like I was super content with my growth and I always will be, you know, but now I'm at 200,000 and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a that is a good number, my dude. Yeah. So you know, it's just to to aspiring YouTubers stuff. Take help where you can get it, and just know that it's it. You don't have to do this alone if you want to become you know successful and stuff like that. It is all about communication and getting to know other communities and whatnot. Absolutely, and I'm I'm like I, 
Again, I hope I'm not opening the floodgates here because I don't want to give anyone any false hope. But I always love watching people's videos when they send it to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love, like, when people send me their content. And I, I might not get back 100% of the time, but I will probably put it on when I'm going to bed. And I'll, I'll watch it. It's like something I'll probably have, like... I'll be playing on my 3DS or something like that with, with noise in the background. And sometimes I find some real fucking bangers and I subscribe. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's... So so sharing sharing videos is a, is a good way of of getting a bit of a bit of zoom in. You know, I think I I, I recently um, tweeted out somebody here. Oh, his name's a uh, Modal B. Mm-hmm. He he sent me his first ever video on YouTube, and it was about the Dot Hack series. And I I watched it and I thought, how is it possible for this your first video and it turned out that fucking good. Yeah, no, I've I've seen content like, and I'm so jealous because it's like, God, my first video sucked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what what I'll also do actually, I'm gonna link that video down in the description. So if you'll go subscribe to him and give him a nice surprise, that'll be that'll make little old, fill little old Clemsy's heart fill filled with joy. That would. He's a happy boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, I mean, I, I I get some of that stuff too. People send me their content, and there there are some people who are criminally underrated. Oh, absolutely. You know, and people have been screwed by the algorithm or, you know, just uh, either through whatever circumstance have not taken off. Um, And, you know, but then again, you get people who are like, send me their first video. It's like, you inspired me to make content. How do I get started? I mean, it's it's definitely like a, it's weird. (laughs) It it is. Seeing where everybody is. Because like, everybody starts somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like the next next marquee move could be around the corner. You don't know, (laughs) guys. (laughs) <laughs> be, ni- be nice to everybody you do not know who will become famous that, that is pr- and that's yeah that's another thing as well is just uh don't don't be dicks when you got 200 followers on twitter because that shit can come back to bite you yeah it's true it's yeah, true it, it'll nibble your bum eventually let me just say yeah oh my gosh no mm-hmm. <sighs> um so i actually have another question i feel like we've got a lot of good questions here that kind of link mm-hmm. on from our conversation yeah but, um, no, this is something from two people. Now, two people have asked this, so I'm going to include both mm-hmm. of their names. One of them is at uh, Ramseus7, and the other is at OneAwesomeEus. And they say, where do you see yourself in five years? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's that's hard. Like, for YouTubers, it's a hard question because, like, we don't know. Uh-huh. We honestly don't. It's the biggest L- yeah, we don't in, know. In five years' time, we could literally be, like, back doing our old jobs because YouTube's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, yeah, it's, it's so hard to predict. And I, I'd like to say doing better than I am now. Mm. I, I think that's that's what I'd like to think. So if, if we're talking about, like, the, the, the golden top of the pyramid, better than what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Literally. It's, it's true. Well, the way I see it is that you, YouTube is just the medium. It's People don't really care about YouTube itself. They care about the content on YouTube. So, like, you know, maybe YouTube dies, but, like, the content creators will not go away. They will still find a place to upload their content. Yes. Um, and that and that's the important thing and stuff, especially you know when it comes to making a channel. You also need a few backups as well. I mean, I have a Patreon, I have a Twitch, I have a bunch of other stuff in case YouTube happens to just disappear one day or my you know stuff gets banned. Like I still plan on making content in the future, even if I'm not full time. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's hard to gauge where YouTube is even going to be in five years because it's such a brand new medium, and there are people who at the max have been doing it for ten years, and these are like veterans, people that are with the site since the beginning, and they're oh, yeah. still doing it. 
you know um it just it just depends on if you're willing to adapt to the situation if you are you know because if you bank on relevancy for like clickbait and stuff like that it just depends on the longevity of the channel i know channels that have been maintaining the same audience for the last five years but the numbers are always fine yeah you know so like they're not going up but they're not going down either and i've seen channels just die you know (laughs) it just it's been yeah it's been really interesting with um channels like red letter media I love their content to shreds. I absolutely love the guys. But I thought they were bigger than they were. And a few months ago, thankfully, they've had like a recent big burst. And I think it's because of the Star Wars Rogue One thing. Mm -hmm. But um, they were stuck at around 400,000 for quite a long time. I know, literally. I think they're up to about 600 or something, maybe 700. But... They were stuck at this place on YouTube specifically, but then you look at their Patreon and they're getting like $15,000 a month and you think, good for you. Yeah. Those YouTube subs don't mean shit when you got <laughs> that, that kind of like Patreon right money there. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> Gee, that makes me sick. <laughs> oh, I mean, Christ. I mean, it's, the amount I'm getting at the moment is flattering. Absolutely oh, yeah. flattering. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I get more than I deserve, honestly. Um, like, mm. Patreon was just there to be, like, kind of a, like a stability in, like, basically estimating how much I would get. Because YouTube ad revenue is all over the place. Patreon is relatively consistent. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know. And also Twitch is all over the place because I stream often and... Uh, it's it's a good it's a good backup, but I do like I don't want to be a streamer because it's like I don't think I'm entertaining enough, and like no one ever finds me through Twitch. It's always through YouTube. It's also it's, high pressure as fuck. Oh yeah, it's it's terrifying because I get so tired from it. I do it for like two Ugh. hours, and I'm like I want to take a nap. <laughs> same, same, yeah. It's like anyone who thinks like oh streaming is easy, you just play the game. Try streaming with a camera, and then tell me how you physically feel because like you are just gonna be stressed out the whole time. It's also sensory overload if you have like a ton of stuff on your stream. Mm-hmm. I I am notorious for being an incredibly panicky gamer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I stream. And people watch me play. It's like it's like DSP has come and possessed my body. <laughs> oh yeah, performance anxiety is so bad. Like, oh. with, um, I mean, there's an ongoing joke that like Buns is bad at video games, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, sure, <laughs> like because I make really <laughs> stupid decisions because I'm distracted by something at the time. I'm looking at the chat, or like an alert goes off, and it's like I'm, I'm not focusing on the game, or someone's talking in my ear. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know that that's Twitch. That's a whole other you know mess. But like yeah. YouTube, <laughs> who knows? Um, who, who heckin' knows? All I know is that, yeah, if, if all this stuff falls through and stuff like that, I'm just gonna be working somewhere in entertainment, because that's the only thing I know how to do. I (laughs) completely agree. Because, like, who went to college? I mean, I kind of did, but not really, Yeah. Entertainment is, is my, uh, my passion. And I, I really wanna, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where I feel bad, but also kind of good in a way, where me doing this isn't just because I was like, I'm going to prove everybody that I can do it. Like, it's also out of passion. But it's the kind of thing, when you're told by so many people, like, you'll you'll never be able to get anywhere with this. Like, do do what I do and, and be even more depressed than you actually are right now. It's like, you know what? My mental health is fucked right now. So I want to be doing something which is like, I want to do something that makes me feel like I'm actually using my quote-unquote talents and and entertaining people that's that's i don't know it's 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 difficult to say because i feel like especially after i left uh college doing performing arts 
and having that giant depressive state where it's like, oh my god, have I just wasted all of my life? And now I'm actually, I'm actually doing something like with all of that experience, and I'm like, oh my god, like it, it happened, and it's, it's, it's so in- surreal. It sure is. I mean, yeah. I, like you know, uh, you're you're still definitely on the incline, like or you know, growing and stuff, and your patrons taking off and whatnot. But like for me, I wake up in my apartment and I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> I freak out because it's like this. This is the thing that I wanted to do, and I looked up to it so much, and I was like, I, I think I can be a YouTuber. I think I can actually do it. And now that I am. And I, I can't say it's everything I expected it to be because I know how videos work, but yeah. <laughs> it's like it's still super surreal because, you know, you're doing you're, you're doing a thing that you love. I talk about video games for a living and I like video games. So it's yeah. like cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's that thing when you're a little like little baby girl and you just you're playing something and you think, I want to and now you're actually at the point where you're like whoa yeah no it's it's really funny when i talk to my mom about it because like you know she used to kind of restrict how much games i played like when i was younger because i like adored my ps2 i I would just glued to the thing constantly yeah and now it's like so mom you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like remember that time you took my playstation away for a month yeah that hurt the channel (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) It's just, it's if, if you'd let me play stuff. for one more week it would be double what it is at the moment <laughs> if i could have beaten kingdom hearts earlier yeah oh man but you've also got to think if if they didn't do that then you you may have taken a completely different course of action yeah i don't know i honestly like you know i, I don't like to think like oh what could have been because it's like eh, it's not happening so that, like... that, that can be the downfall of a person Oh yeah, I, I, I just I, I'm here now. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm living it. Uh, I'm doing it. Uh, who knows for how long until I become irrelevant and people stop, people <laughs> yeah. start to catch on that I use the same jokes a lot. <laughs> don't say it. No, I'll let it out. I promise. It's the illusion. <laughs> it's funny because like I don't. People have told me it's like oh you repeated this joke and I'm like did I? Um, because uh-huh. there are people who marathon content, like from start to finish, you know, back to back and stuff like that. But for me, I don't go back and rewatch my videos all that. Like, you know, I upload it and then I never want to watch a for beginners for like for a long time. Cause I was, you know, I've, I've seen it so much. Oh, so God, then like, right. you know, a month passes, few weeks pass. So I totally forget what's in that video. <laughs> and then I come back and then I've, I've, re- I've used, reused several of the same jokes before. Um, and like, you know, but people don't seem to like mind all that much. I, I definitely really try to keep stuff fresh, but sometimes it just completely escapes me because I mm-hmm. don't know every single joke I put in a video. I have a lot of videos. It totally. You know, so it, that, that just, that just <clears throat> kind of happens every now and then. I'm sorry. I'm going back to the comedy is hard thing. No, no, no. It's <laughs> fine. It's, I was going to say is like, podcasts are all about tangents and having a great old time. Okay. Well, let me tell you about this burrito I ate once because oh, it was dang, unsettling. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, no, no, anyway. This is what people tune in for. Yeah, <laughs> my bowel movement. <laughs> it's super butter bowel movement time. Oh my gosh. No. Uh, I'm going to move on to another question now. And I, I really like this one. This one is really fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is by at Robergutti. And they say, now this is when Twitter is now up to 280 characters. So boy, how do you little cunts can make your questions long? Mm. <laughs> It's a, uh, I love you by the way. Uh, <laughs> are there any properties you grew up with uh, in brackets or just enjoyed and you thought it would be a dream to work on them someday to the point that you've come up with plot details and such, almost like a fan fiction that carry on from it? Uh, I don't, 
No, I wouldn't say Why I've ever done something like that. Why the fuck I invite you on like this that? podcast? Piss off you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you go first then. <laughs> <laughs> try, try and like make something up in the meantime. Oh, well, I mean like, okay, I've never, I've done, listen, I, I've definitely had my own ideas for games <laughs> and like OCs and stuff that I've played, put in, you know, like uh, extensions of games and stuff, but I've never like, not like a sequel or a game I wanted to particularly work on, but taken inspiration from. Sure. Um, like, you know, Final Fantasy versus 13, 15, oh. whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> that, the concept of that game has been around for a long time. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like where it's, I had ideas for like, you know, an expansive JRPG with kind of like the warping mechanics and stuff like that. <sighs> but I would honestly, I never want to work in the gaming industry. I really don't because I'm, like, I, You can't see me, but I'm nodding right now. Yeah. I, as much as I like, I appreciate, I respect, I greatly respect people who work on games and stuff like that, who work for, you know, companies that are not really to, like, go all the way with creative visions and stuff like that. It, it's hard being a game developer when you have, like, you know, money-hungry um, publishers that just want the product out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. um, And that's the problem, is that I, I never want to work in the gaming industry. One, I don't think I'm talented enough. Uh, and two, it's just unappreciated. I mean, like... <clears throat> It's a tough business. I mean, it makes more money than movies at this point, and you know, people get death threats. Like, I mean, it's insane yeah. the how passionate the gaming community is. To the point where if you mess up, you are going to be haunted by that mistake for life. Oh, definitely. Um, and not even you messing up, you're going to get the blame for somebody else's crap. I mean, like you know, we have the whole Battlefront. Situ- Battlefront 2 thing happening right now with the loot boxes and the microtransactions and you got people who worked on the game who were just hired by EA to make a functional game they were not the one making these decisions to put in loot boxes and stuff like that you know they're, they're getting death threats left and right and stuff like that so I'm good it's, you know what yeah. my ideas can stay with me because they're not going anywhere because no one would ever fund them you know that's just how yeah. and I'm like I'm not going into indie development either because like I, I'm one of those presentation is everything kind of people and like <laughs> if I was going to make a game it would be some grand you know kind of oh, cinematic yeah. thing like Final Fantasy 15 but like good um, <laughs> but, or complete rather I like 15 don't get me wrong but like complete I was gonna say make sure make sure you double back on that shit because people yeah. are gonna be, be hissing no watch my videos I think 15 is a good game I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it so like, and it is and it's ironic because I'm I'm the person who doesn't really like that game all that much and uh I, yeah, I mean, I, I, we've, we've spoken about it before. Oh, yeah, like, no. I mean, I yeah. could complain about 15 for days, considering that it's incomplete, how they've handled it, um, you know, all the changes and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I enjoy playing, like, sitting down and playing the game in the car with my boys, okay? That's all I care about. <laughs> I, 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 was, I will say this about Final Fantasy 15. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, the game has some very likable characters, which are stuck in a, in a broken, unfinished mess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 I I I've said this several times in like most of my videos relating to fifteen. I think fifteen had the potential to be the greatest Final Fantasy ever, considering the base concept that it was working with, story, characters, and all that kind of stuff. You know, the kind of the general idea, uh, but the execution of it is just not good. Uh, with how they've you know it's it's you're right, it's an incomplete mess. Um, yep. With amazing ideas, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, have, we'll have the full game in five years, guys. It's gonna oh be my god, fine. seriously. Oh, Tabata, you, you he old tried his man. Hardest. He he did. He tried his best, and it, it just didn't work for him, bless him. <laughs> well, it's, it's sad, because Tabata directed my, my favorite Final Fantasy game, which is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. And, uh, because a lot of people forget about that game. And you know what's a real shame? Is that we're never, ever going to see an HD reversion, like, remaster of that game because of Gek. So, Oh, know. yeah, that's right. Thanks. Oh. 
square for that. Who, I don't know who signed that licensing deal, but that was a terrible idea. You are somehow linking all of the questions I've got into this nice, like, cohesive bounce along. <laughs> um, but I, I will go on to, to what I'm talking about in a minute, but I'm going to quickly quickly answer. And uh, yeah, yeah, two things, I, I love to make my own... Uh, <laughs> In my head, I like to make my own, oh, I wonder if the next Drakengard game is going to be about this. Or, I wonder if, um, like, uh, back, oh my god, back when Nier Automata was coming out, I, I got myself excited for a game that never happened, and thankfully the game that came out made me just as excited. That's good. But boy, howdy, the, the theories I was cooking up were way different. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, admittedly, they were... 99% not gonna happen but I was like wouldn't it be cool if like I was under the assumption that because humanity's on the moon mm-hmm. and Adam and Eve have all these watcher tattoos on them I was like what if what if Adam and Eve go to the moon and the moon is a giant seed of destruction from Drakengard and they both fuse into the moon and they end up turning into a giant like, really homoerotic queen beast. And it'll be super dope and cool, and Tubi has to fly into space and kick the moon. Because that'd be super platinum, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think you just described, like, why didn't they do that? That sounds cool. Right? <laughs> like, it's a super fucking platinum thing to do, but it also could have been, like, super dope. And, um, yeah, like, I, I just thought the idea of, like, having these two, like, in like, writhing bodies like, coming out of the moon while 2B is in space fighting these giant, like, queen beast, like, or king beast, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, like, and also it's the fact that, like, Adam and Eve, the beginning of humanity, I was also under the assumption that, like, okay, so Project Gestalt, like, fucked up the human race, right? What if Adam and Eve were the re-beginning of the human race and them entering the Seed of Destruction, which is the moon, rebirths the human race? But 2B thought they were up to no good, and so she kills them and ends up fucking up the human race forever! That was my theory, and it didn't work. Well, it's it's funny, because, like, you're actually giving Adam and Eve a lot more importance to the plot than they actually were. I guess spoilers, (gasps) I guess. Because, you know, I think, like, you know, I I think Automata's a great game. It's definitely become one of my favorite on the PlayStation 4 and stuff. Absolutely. But like, I, I honestly, weird thing, weird criticism, I think the game could have benefited from more cutscenes. Okay. <laughs> like, it's weird. Sure. Like, I, I just, that's just me. And like, I don't know, what you're describing is like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Why? Why? I, I just think that, that would have been, su- it would have been such an interesting way to actually make the Watcher tattoos mean something. Because I'm going to go into some fucking detail about this shit, right? But yeah. the, the Watcher tattoos really don't mean jack shit. In Neuro Automata. They, they, they mean, like, it, it has some relevance, but it's not... It's it's very Tame. Yoko Taro in the way that he likes to deal with his thing, where a lot of his games don't really connect to one another very... Which is weird, because Nier does quite a good job at connecting those two universes together. So that's well, why I was... It's an indirect sequel. I mean, like, it's... Yeah. It's, I mean, it's... If you play the original Nier, I mean, like, you can follow along with some of the bigger twists, like, super, super well. I mean, oh, like, Devil totally. and Popola is, like... If you didn't play the original Nier, I mean, like, all, like, oh, this, you're gonna think, well, this is awfully random. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. I mean, like, Yoko Taro is the kind of director where, like, he's very creative and he's very weird and stuff like that, but he seems like the kind of guy who just throws shit at a wall and he's like, that'll work. And then... <laughs> Yeah, like, I I mean they it. they recently came out and and uh, I guess I can talk about this. They they recently came out and said that um, Nier is getting another sequel, exactly. and 
I wasn't jumping for joy. I was excited, but my very first thought was worry. And I'll tell you why. I mm. I love the Near franchise, the Drake and Guard franchise. It is an, not an understatement to say that I I love the series. It is one of my favorite series. It has helped me through a lot. It's it's made me. It's made my channel. You know, like it's mm-hmm. all of this. It has such a strong connection with me. And it, I don't want to come off as sounding hipster, but. It was always very niche. The fan base was very contained. And it was the same in Square Enix. Right? <gasps> How dare so, you? You want this game all to yourself? You I, that, no, that's, that's exactly why I need to like <laughs> clarify this and say this is not like a hipstery thing. Because what I'm trying to say is that... Which is a great thing, is that the franchise is getting bigger and it's getting more recognition. That's fantastic. But the issue with that is that now the big suits and Square Enix are noticing this big fan base and they're going, ah, okay, all right. So now we see it's not just a big fluke because beforehand it was mostly Saito or like a couple of people in Square Enix who liked Yoko Taro's games and they kept bringing him back to do more. But well, now they just funded I'm, it. I mean, they weren't really yeah. making creative decisions. People don't understand that. It's like, you know, Platinum and Yoko Taro made the game, but Square Enix just published it. They just gave them the, base, the basic funding. Keep in mind, Automata was made on like a paper thin budget. You totally. You know, and we, I think that's definitely one of its greatest and accomplishments. I'm, I'm just worried that now that the big suits of Square Enix mm-hmm. have full knowledge that this game made them some money, it actually made them like some fucking cash. I'm worried that we're gonna start to see Yoko Taro becoming very overworked, and I'm worried that we might end up getting a Drakengard 2 where Square Enix don't seem to understand that it is Yoko Taro who does that. Now, however, I will say that's more than likely not going to be the case because I feel like Saito will have a big say as to, you know, I think he'll probably step in there and go, no, 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 like that that ain't on. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I'm just, more than anything, I'm worried for Yoko Taro. Like, I, I, I don't want him to become creatively drained from this. You I don't want, him want him to become to... Tetsuo Nomura. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I I want him to have fun with these games, and and now that they're like, we're gonna turn near into a franchise. I go, oh boy, here we go. I, <laughs> I can understand that because I think Automata ended on a good note. I think like I think the series could easily just stop there. And you're right because the problem with Square Enix is that when their higher ups get involved, that's when things start to go bad because uh, yeah. they, Square Enix has a has a real big obsession with focus testing. Um, to its detriment, I, I mind you, uh, you know, if, if people were following the development of Final Fantasy XV and stuff like that, they kept putting out stuff and they're like, okay, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you feel about this? And, uh, you know, if everyone played episode Disque, um, which was the, you know, the original demo for Final Fantasy XV, the combat yeah. was completely different. And they got feedback that like, oh, people weren't 100% getting it. And the, the combat, mind you, was a lot more, was deeper. And, um, you know, and the story and all that kind of stuff. And when they got feed, they got all these focus tests and these surveys and stuff like that. And then they changed stuff based off of that. And, like, I, you know, you're, you're right with the with Yoko Taro. He's best when he's on, like, he's he's on his own. He's on his got He's got no creative leash. Um, and he just does, like, does his own thing. I mean, I, he, he does have his other writers. So he's not entirely alone. But I feel like it's just a, it's, it's worrying for me. Now, I will say, and this is something which I've said to 
Pixie Valkyrie. Um, I've said this to a few of the the kind of near Drakengard community people who I'm good friends with. Mm. If we see the next trailer for the new near game, and we see more androids, I think the franchise is in trouble. I think so too, because I think the best thing about Nier was how weird it was. The first one, and then... Because, like, okay, great. I'm still playing through the first Nier game. I know the entire plot. Like, I've just never played the yeah. game personally. Um, you know, I know the plot. I know the games really well, considering the fact that I've, like, now playing through them myself. But, um, you know, the, the weirdest thing about Nier is just, like, how off it was when it comes to, like, its setting. And, like, that was the first noticeable thing about it. I thought Nier was, like, a basic-ass, like jrpg when i first saw it and then i i saw like one scene of it and i'm like why are they fighting in a conference room yeah <laughs> yeah it was like the weirdest thing and you know automata was another massive leap when it came to kind of like design and world and like you know they, they took androids to like a whole new thing because it was like a minor thing in the original near totally you know and i i'd love to go into and i will be going into deeper detail about this because um i'm hoping but the next guest will be Pixie Valkyrie, so she yeah. can come on and we can really spit the shit about oh, yeah. Nier so and Dragon Guard. me out of the water. I know what the hell I'm <laughs> talking about. I'm like, I've watched I, I, the cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to have this like big fucking thing about it, but yeah, really, my my thought about the next Nier game having androids as the main focus that to me says that the higher ups, these big men in suits, have dipped their fingers too far. Yeah, it's like because well, do that robot thing, people like. That's exactly you know? it, yeah. Because uh, Yoko Taro has said... Um, now, I am fairly positive, because in the previous podcast, I did fuck up. I'm going to completely own to this, because I don't like not owning up to my mistakes. But I, I said some things about Sayano Uta that were not correct. Um, so in the previous podcast, I was talking about a visual novel called Sayano Uta, and I said a bunch of things in the story that did not happen. That was literally my memory giving me false information um so don't take what i said complete you know the the, the value that it was um so i apologize for that to any sign of uta fan that was completely my fault but um i i read an interview where yoko taro basically said i i want to leave automata alone at this point it, it ended like it i liked the ending but i won't i will never say no to money that was his response. <laughs> Yoko Taro, um, no, fight the system. <laughs> yeah, but but I I'm thinking like because Yoko Taro always does games which can be played as their own individual experience, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about him. Oh, definitely. I, this is off top. I I guess comparison and stuff because I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan and stuff, and people like to compare Yoko Taro with Tetsuro Nomura. People are like, okay, which one's the more confusing franchise? Is it Nier or is it Kingdom Hearts? And I, I always say, I will always say Kingdom Hearts. Because you can choose any of Yoko Taro's games as a starting point, and that's important. It's good writing, um, you know, to to be able to just start anywhere in the series. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, continue, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, like, I actually came up with a theory the other day with my friend uh, Drop Dead Squid on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, she's another very big near Drakengard fan, and w we both came up with what we'd like the new game to be. So, hot take from Clemps, and I, I, I'm dead curious if we see the next trailer and any of this comes true. I'd be, I'd piss my pants of laughter. But we came up with a game called Near Hamelin, right? Mm -hmm. And it's based um, a, maybe a few years after December 2016 in the game's timeline when they were using the luciferase drug on children uh, to make them 
basically uh, to kind of give them big strong powers against the uh, the Legion. Yeah. And Yoko Taro has always wanted to do because he's made a manga about kids in high school and they have zany powers or whatever. Um, and I was thinking, okay, what if the next Near game is a prequel to Near? Um, so it's not like going back into Drakengard. It is in the Near universe, but it's a prequel to it's the Near pre, game. It's pre-Near original. It's a sequel prequel. Um, so basically what Drakengard 3 was. And I'm thinking, okay, Near Hamelin. It's based on the Hamelin organization children who are in a high school. They have zany superpowers. Well, not superpowers, but they're super soldiers. So they go to high school, they do their curriculum shit, but they also train to become soldiers and are sent out into this really violent, crumbling world to defeat the Legion. So if, it, okay, hypothetically speaking, that happens to be the game, would you be <laughs> content with it? Yes. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm down with that. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of um, stuff between, you know, uh, Drakengard 1 and Nier that I think is really, really interesting and stuff like that. Because, like, all of it's in, um, what's it called? The, the fucking, like, the the books or the comics or the mm-hmm. music. You know, they're all they're all in everything that's not a game. Um, and I always thought those were, like, incredibly interesting. And I would like to see more of it. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't know where they would go after Automata, considering it's ending. I mean, like, it's, it's pretty that's... bleak. I'm, like, not bleak. It's hopeful, but bleak. But, like... That's the great thing about the Near universe is that Near Automata was based ten thousand years after Near. You can yeah. fill up that fucking space. Oh yeah. So I have a feeling like the next Near game, first of all, is going to be a prequel to Near Automata. So it's going to be before Near Automata ever began. I do not think Yoko Taro will go after Automata. If he does, it's going to be so many years into the future that the androids are rusted and gone right yeah um but however the the idea of going to and i'm trying to think of things which feel fresh uh i'm thinking kind of final fantasy type zero but good (laughs) 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 i know i'm i'm being i'm being a a sassy man type zero effect type type zero is is fine i'm only joking don't worry but um what i'm thinking is type zero but even more fucked up and hopefully if platinum are in it more tighter gameplay they honestly they better be in it if platinum okay so like i really didn't have an interest in near until platinum came to the picture yeah um because like i know about near original i knew about i knew about these games i just you know i i've heard they weren't super fun to play like you know when it came to combat and i'm a big sucker for that kind of thing oh don't get me wrong i'm enjoying the original near um but like automata originally was like well it's a sequel to a game i never played so like i don't know if i'm going to be interested in it and then i heard that platinum was involved I'm like guess i gotta get this game now <laughs> platinum is is my favorite third-party developer and um I agree. you know and it's it's great because automata's success kind of secured their um you know uh, i guess involvement in bigger projects down the line because they, they were yeah. in trouble for a while people don't know that they um, sure were. so you know if, if i really hope they stick together because it's I feel Yoko like Taro be... has always just dealt with developers that don't know how to either like get a steady frame rate or make combat feel fluid, and that's Platinum's like forte. Yeah. So you know, I hope they stick together for a long time. I really do. I'm. I don't know. I think I'm just. I'm getting myself excited for a game that probably won't happen, but I'm. I'm hoping that the game will blow me away regardless. And um. So I'm. I'm. I don't think I'm one of those fanboys where like you you hear that there's a new new game and you go, ah, like you just scream and you go, ah, I'm so excited. Like, no, I think I'm, I'm a big enough of a fan that I can, I can be worried for this franchise that I adore. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah. you're right. It's it's in it's in a state of a big question mark because you know totally. these games are not underground anymore, or at least you know Automata is the thing that They're kind of brought peaking, everything into yeah. light, peaking its head above the soil now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely a like it's still considered. I mean, okay, JRPGs are always going to be considered relatively niche when it comes to just general gaming, but amongst the you know diehards and stuff like that, I, I mean, Automata success is something that is really notable. Oh, considering. Definitely. It, it is it is absolutely insane that it did as well as it did, and I'm so happy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But although I'm considered um, like uh, like a Automata fanboy because it's like I didn't play the other games before Automata, even though I knew about them. You mm. know, because like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm considered the trash that no one wants. That's that's because I'm not a not. real Dragon Guard fan. I, I suffered from Dragon like Guard three. I don't like that side of a fan base. Um, the people who are like you've you've got to play. Drake and God one to be a real. It's like no 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 well, no. You you don't have to. You don't have to play Drake and God. It it would be good if you could, but I'm not one of those people who judge people that they don't play Drake and God one because it's like Drake and God one is jank. It's they're jank. Super polarizing. Yeah, and I I love Drake and God unironically. I actually have fun while playing it, but I'm in the, like this little clustered minority. So I admit that, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like. You know, so I'm I'm gonna go automatically. I'm gonna go back to um, this this because it, it was linking to that question that we were just asked about uh, yeah. fan fiction of the games and everything. And uh, well, I mean, yeah, you got more than I do. I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was thinking, like, okay, well, if we're gonna get platinum back, and it's about these like kid super soldiers who are fighting back these legion of salt zombies, yeah, why not make the gameplay a little bit vanquishy? I would ad- oh god please right please. that would be please. fucking dope it it would god. be like it, and it would be this this big different thing to near automata because it's we're going back to modern day Tokyo in a guns. in a not in post yeah exactly and not in oh, like he could also oh. get the shooter he always wanted to make because fucking Yoko Taro oh. you see, just yeah. really wanted to make a shooter <laughs> so we're, we're linking all these things right and we were bouncing all this shit across and it's like right okay so we have this like high school set game which feels completely separate from Nier Automata you can bring some references in there for example you'd b- probably be talking about the beast that fell from the sky mm-hmm. that caused this big mess that would be the main link in with the series um, I was thinking a really fun way to bring a character back like we did with Deviler and Popola is mm-hmm. okay they're in this this super soldier school right why not make Accord one of their teachers I <sighs> This is all because, good. Because that way, if a chord comes back, I mean, like, if a chord comes back, I mean, that, that's just like everything's sealed the deal. I mean, that's all the connections you really need and whatnot. Yeah. Because, like, she she looks kind of like a school teacher, right? We we could have some. And she's like a relatively, like, a decent prototype of an android. I mean, she wasn't, like, super yeah. advanced in Dragon Guard 3. And, I mean, she's she has complete. She has the ability to go back in time or to go into different timelines. She could be sent to this. It's, it's total fucking fan fiction right now, but I don't give a fuck. I'm having fun. You should so... like send him a letter and be like, "Hi." Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, make I, this. I, I don't know. I just, I just think it would be really fun. And like, it, I, I would not want it to be a Type Zero where we have about ten main characters. I'd want it to be a central main character. Like, for all, by all means, make it a fucking school shooter psycho child who's, like, really edgy and brooding and he's really socially anxious, but he has a couple of companions who stick by him similar to Kaine and Emil, right? Yeah. But he's still in a classroom filled with 
other characters who you can interact with and stuff like that you can get to know. And then when they get killed horrifically, you can have a connection and it will be like, bam, bam, bam. Cool. That'd be great. Um, so that is the... That is what I am, I wouldn't say predicting, because it's more than likely not going to happen, but if there were to be a near sequel, I want to see how much of what I just said is going to come true, and if not, I am insanely curious to see where we're going to go from here. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no clue. I mean, you would have a better idea than I do. I, I'm just like, I just want no platinums involved. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm on board now with the story, because, like, you know, who kn- who knows where this thing's going? You know, that that's the beauty of it and stuff. Although, like, one thing I would like to see from Yoko Taro is to get away from, you know, obviously they're making a near sequel, that's fine. But, like, you know, he he, he does a lot of side projects and stuff. What's it called? Sinnoh Alice or whatever was, like, oh, yeah, his yeah. game. And I would like to see Yoko Taro make a triple a or you know a, a console like thing a console game that isn't connected to near and dragon guard i'd love like to it. see him yeah. separate what 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 can the guy do besides near because Dra- he's been doing this for a long time i you know? i would have to com- like 200 percent agree i i want to see whatever that man does and i've, I've said it before i want to anything that guy does i will look into i will review it you know i'll try my best to squeeze as much time out as I can with it, and I mean, there's a reason he's my favourite director, you know, he's just, um, he's so interesting, and his work is so interesting, and I, I don't know, I, I, I I hope the best for him, I hope that this next project isn't going to be too rushed, I hope that they all have fun with it, you know, and um, I hope Square Enix gets their head out of their ass, please, like, I mean, it's been, it's been up there for years, but like, you know, please God, release me <laughs> i know just let let the man do what he wants let him let him go out to the fucking pub and get b- fucking plastered and then come back and write the script let him do that oh so how kingdom like <laughs> kingdom hearts like coded <laughs> came out had, well which yeah it was coded it was coded that was you know that was that uh, tetsuya namara came up while drunk <laughs> um, did you ever hear about that he also wanted to turn 15 into a musical I did hear about that. Yeah, when he was still directing. God bless. Okay. <laughs> get, get, why are yeah. these Japanese men so drunk? I, bless oh. I mean, uh, working such high-pressure jobs can't really fucking blame him. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, I think that is uh, a good a good place to end that question, because I don't want to... I'm probably going to bring it up again um, when Pixie is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm going to go on to the next question now, which is actually relating to Final Fantasy XV. Ha! Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, this is from at SBFP underscore facts, and they say, what are your thoughts on Noctis in Tekken 7? I think he's neat, but incredibly out of place and would have preferred Tifa as a representative for Final Fantasy because she's a martial artist and Tekken is, you know, a game about martial arts. Well, I mean, okay. So, like, I, I can't say that I'm a fighter person like i own tekken 7 i played tekken tag a lot when i was younger which apparently is not the good version but whatever (laughs) um but like the fact him being out of place i think is kind of like silly i mean have you seen the people in tekken uh, like at all you got you got a buff dude with a cheetah for a head i mean like you you got a girl with a chainsaw for arms i mean tekken's kind of a free-for-all and i think that's like the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. that there there, there really is no like (laughs) consistent art design like do you remember when tekken had gone 
when Tekken had Gon, the little dragon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so some like, goofy shit. I'll admit, Tifa being in the game is not, like, you know, out of place either and stuff like that. But we all, the, we all know the reason why Noctis is in Tekken 7 is because of his relevancy. Simple as that. Um, uh-huh. Am I upset with him being in the game? No. I mean, like, I can't say I, like, I'm a huge fighter person and stuff. Um, I am, like, you know... Ha- in general, how they've handled 15 and stuff, I could go on to this for days. Um, you know, but I can't say, like, oh, Square Enix is, like, prioritizing putting Noctis in a fighting game. Well, where's the real content of the game? Because all they did was just give um, whoever the heck makes Tekken the licensing to mm-hmm. let Noctis. And they just did all the work. Um, you know, in Square Enix is really doing this thing a lot where they're, they're, they're giving their characters to, or they're giving the licensing to their characters to just, different types of mediums i mean lightning is like a model now for a clothing yeah. line in japan or like cars or whatever the heck she's doing i don't know um you know i don't know square enix likes money uh they 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 are promoting 15 in different aspects i mean we had the assassin's creed festival thing in uh 15 which i thought was terrible honestly yeah. there, there's like a I, I i have to make a review of it still but um please <laughs> i actively hated it like i was so mad about that thing and anyone could be like oh it's free dlc blah 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 i don't care that it's free it's Square Enix's priorities creed. that piss yeah. me off and so the fact in, in my opinion like <laughs> The fact that it's free means they didn't gain anything from this. They were just making it because, like, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I I hate how kind of commercial 15 got. I, and, yeah. um, you know, and Square Enix sees it as a big success. I mean, it sold well enough. Uh, you know, Noctis is in a lot of things. They got the mobile, you know, scam game going on. Oh God, that thing's garbage. hilarious. Um, sexy Luna. <laughs> Who is Se- she? Sexy Luna. Oh, Jesus that, 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 that stuff is iconic. I mean, for those who don't know, if you see the 15 mobile game, do not get it. It's a scam. Um, but I don't know. There's, I'm fine with him being in Tekken. I just, it's painful because Square Enix spent a lot of time and effort, you know, trying to like do this patch job with 15, and it's they're just doing it really weirdly. Um, I don't know if, if you've had a chance to play the DLC and, and whatnot, but, like, I think the DLC is a step in the in the right direction. The problem is, is that it's it's DLC. Like, you know, episode Gladi- uh, Gladiator was not very good, but Prompto and apparently Ignis is going to be good and stuff. Um, and you can see me complaining about this on Twitter. Like, I- <laughs> yeah. it's like, I think last tweet was like, looks in the camera. Why is there more content around 15 than in 15? Right. So, you know, yeah, I don't think Noctis is out of place at all. I really don't. Because, uh, you know, he's a guest, a little guest. He's there to have fun. They like to have fun. It's a fighting game, okay? Who cares? You get to punch people. All right. Yeah, he's got a sword. There's other characters in the games with swords and weapons and stuff. It's no biggie. Relax, guys. Okay. It's okay. I think you've pretty much said what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, almost dot for dot. So I think that question is pretty much answered, really. Um, I was like, oh, I need, oh no, here it comes. Oh, fuck me. I burped. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, Tekken is such a, a fun fighting game that it, it, having Noctis in it is not going to affect that. Hell, it, at least he's now in a game with good gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's also in Dissidia. Let's not forget that. I mean, like, yeah, then again, right? they match Final Fantasy, so who cares? But it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's relatively new to the roster. I, I just think he he'll be he'll be fine in Tekken. Let him have fun. Let him let him have his little fun boy adventures in Tekken. I don't give a shit. Noctis is a is a fun character. I I just don't like the is game he he's in. Is he? <laughs> well, 
well, no, he, he, he's more interesting than what, what you'd think he is just by his appearances. Well, yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to the game, um, it was funny because I talked about this in my review for some freaking reason. Uh, the game gives you the option in, in Final Fantasy XV to, like, you know, choose kind of your own replies. So Noctis has a personality, but he also doesn't have a personality because it's like you kind of pick your own things with him sometimes. I don't know. It's very inconsistent. Also, yeah. you, you guys remember in Final Fantasy XV where he was supposed to have, like, this instinct where he could, like, feel, like, a sense before somebody dies? Does anyone remember that? Oh my god. That was real. Yeah. That's not in the game. That's interesting. What ha- <laughs> I always say this that somewhere somewhere in the world that there is a massive folder that is the script of Final Fantasy 15 like as it was supposed to be oh, character development, certain moments and stuff like that. And in that, you know, this folder or whatever is Noctis's like full fleshed out character and it's great, but all we get is like pages, like bits and pieces of it and it's like it's it's in there somewhere. In someone's office. <laughs> kind of, it, it, it's depressing because I I love Final Fantasy as well. Like, and I I still have great fun with Final Fantasy fourteen. I play that almost daily. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> you wouldn't ever imagine something like Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten to to be like. And I I know you can probably get all Final Fantasy ten too, but that's a completely separate game. It's a sequel, and it was finished. All of those games finished no dlcs no downloadable bullshit it was completely fucking finished can you imagine something like final fantasy 7 just being this broken fucking mess and then you get like i don't know this is what i'm trying to get at it's like this is the state we're in, people. <laughs> yeah, this, and I this mean, is well, where DLC going. is like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. It's like if there's an issue in the game, it can be fixed. If, uh, you know, uh, parts of your story and segments are missing, it can be fixed. And that's the problem. <laughs> it, it makes me it makes me angry. And, uh, you know, Clemsey's got alcohol in his breath at the moment. He's going to he's going to start smashing vases on fucking te- like desks and shit really frustrates me about Square Enix, right, okay? Oh, boy, I'm getting heated already. The steam's rising from... I can sense oh. it from here. <laughs> and it's snowing. Um, okay. Bravely Default. Remember that? Never played it. <laughs> I right. can no, that's, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So I'm, I'm going to... Here's, here's my point fan, about Bravely... Bravely Default sold really well in the West. Mm-hmm. It was a love letter to Final Fantasy V, to these games in Final Fantasy where they had jobs, you could you could swap from warrior, thief, red mage, you could do all that, you can go da 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 Gameplay was really, really fun, the story was sweet. Admittedly, they, they kind of goofed up near the end, but that's a different story for another time. Um, but it was a commercial success, it was tight, it was a fantastic game, I love it. Um, probably one of my favourite JRPGs in recent years. I, I, I absolutely adored it. And Square Enix were, were quoted saying, not the exact quote, but they were pretty much like, we can't believe that uh, this kind of game, aka game which has that old uh, turn-based gameplay, would be so popular still. We're gonna, you know, think about this in the future and blah blah blah. And then Final Fantasy XV happened. It's... <laughs> and, and and it's it's the kind of thing where it's like okay so so what you're what you're doing to me right now Square Enix is you're tugging my fucking testicles and you're saying Haha, look do you remember that thing we said before yeah well we fucking thrown that out the window and now we're going to be going with what was popular and we fucking Skyrim came out which is open world 
bullshit. And it's like, yeah, okay, so let's ignore this this previous game. And you know, do you want to know why people love Bravely Default so much? Because it reminded them of Final Fantasy in the good old days. Cunts. It's, so, yeah. it's weird. Oh my god, I, I understand. It's, it's well, okay, it's weird because... Um, as you know, Final Fantasy is definitely evolving into God knows what now. Um, you know, and people thought what 15 was going to be the saving grace of Final Fantasy <laughs> and stuff. Like when versus versus 13. God, I hate watching versus 13 content because if you go back and watch, watch trailers for it when Nomura was still like in charge and stuff like that. Oh my God, the game was so much more cinematic and like interesting when it came to like oh you know how how th- events happen and whatnot. And, you know, they pulled Nomura later down the line. And so the, the problem is, like, um, you know, I, I like when Final Fantasy tries new things. I really, I think that's the benefit of the series is that it, because that there is no commitment to, you know, combat or design and stuff, they have the leeway to try these things. And yeah, it's not always going to work. Um, but it's so weird that they, they, they're going for this gradual kind of adjustment to, you know, from turn-based, more strategy to real-time because Kingdom Hearts is successful, you know? That, that's yeah. kind of their mindset with it, at least at this point in, in Square Enix's time. Now, the, the big question is, what will Square Enix learn from this again? Because the reason why Final Fantasy XV was open world is because thirteen was so linear. And yeah. people hated that. So, you know, they went, Let's okay, like, make it that was their 180. <laughs> I mean, they did the same thing with 13 too. After 13 came out, um, you know, they, people hated the linearity, so they made 13 semi-open world. Um, and then 15 was open world, obviously. But, you know, now they're getting feedback, oh, the game's incomplete, blah, 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 blah. And I think it, the, the open world part shot them in the foot because that's all they spent time on. That's the most complete part about 15 is it's open world. Everything else, story, linearity-wise, just, you know, it incomplete. We know this. Um, so it's it's going to be where, where Final Fantasy 16 goes because, like, the one thing about Square Enix is that they do make stupid decisions, but they also listen. Um, and they listen well um, when it comes to, you know, like I said, they, they, they focus Tess out the ass. I'm like going to disagree with you there. <laughs> they they, they <laughs> try to listen. They try to listen. At least. I'll agree with that. Um, you know, because when they do surveys, I mean, like, you know, they, they even, I mean, they, 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 how about they, they half listen half the time. It's like they'll, 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 they'll sit there with their cup of coffee. They'll look at you and be like, uh-huh. Okay. That's cool. And then they'll do the, like, you know, half ass it. You'll get yeah, half of like, what you want. My, 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 my retort to that mess is the whole, um, Is it the art and shit from uh, like. No, actually okay. it was, it was the, it was the thing I brought up before with if Square Enix are listening to fans and they're looking at, at kind of their, their fucking pie chart or their graphs and shit. And they're going, hmm, Bravely Default did really well because of the gameplay and how uh, how wonderful the world felt. And then, but then they they, they ignored it for the next Final Fantasy. And I it, it crushes me to think that Final Fantasy were probably only going to get like the kind of drop-down menu uh, stuff. Well, not drop-down menu, so that's that's wrong because we still do have drop-down menu, but we're, we're not going to get um, kind of... Strategy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we're not going to get that kind of strategy-style thing we had in Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine. We're only going to get it in spin-offs. The mainline Final Fantasy games, they're going to try and stick with the new grab, but you know, I can absolutely 100% guarantee you that if Square Enix, when Final Fantasy is coming out and they showed this game that had strategy gameplay but it was it was refined it was like like final fantasy 7 gameplay on crack you know it was like but it had like extra elements like fun, like lost odyssey which was made by sakaguchi yeah. in his uh, in his new team that had things in the gameplay that kept it exciting it had like the ring thing where you you do a normal attack and you have to 
essentially not do a quick time event, but you have to get the ring perfect to do like a big, heavy, strong attack. You could do that to make it more engaging. Mm-hmm. You could do all this. And, and, and you have all of these colourful characters and everyone has these like unique little names and everything. And there are people who just who just look like like a Final Fantasy character, you know? They, they look great. And, and it, it, I can fucking guarantee you that game would sell like fucking hotcakes because that is what Final Fantasy is. It's well, it's money that you mentioned that because it's like Actually, you know, I, should, I should say was. was yeah, well, like I said, it's it's gone through a, definitely a, after, after ten. You know, after after Square Soft turned to Enix, a lot of people say that was the downfall of Square Enix. Um, and you know, they've definitely tried new things. And you know, twelve. I mean, I know you love Final Fantasy twelve, and so I that adore was still with Enix. I do. Um, and then you know, thirteen was them kind of jumping to the next generation and stuff like that. Thirteen, thirteen is its own can of worms and stuff like that. There are good yeah. ideas in these new Final Fantasies. It's the execution of how they choose to prioritize things. But mm-hmm. you're right. You know, it, they're going for a more hack and slash kind of you know gameplay and stuff with fifteen. And I think Kingdom Hearts should just take care of that. That that should be that's that's where that should stay. Um, and it's hard to tell where Final Fantasy 16 is going to go. I mean, we're not going to see it for a long ass time. No. We know this. We are not going to see. It. Although the one thing I think is be hopeful about it because you know, um, I think Persona 5 is actually a big kind of play into this because uh, one thing Square Enix was definitely taking note of was how successful Persona 5 was in comparison to. 15. I mean, like you know, they they you're stretched right. out the release dates because they knew they could not compete with that game. You're, um, you're right. You're right. Because they were they were asking. I mean, they, people don't forget like Square Enix asked fans in a survey it's like okay uh so you've had a choice what would you buy final fantasy 15 or persona 5 (laughs) 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 and i think they're taking notice that like maybe hack and slash is the way to go maybe like maybe they should go back to it because persona 5 is well yeah i'm just saying well they're they're, like i said they're they are listening but they're just really bad at like listening Uh well uh um and you know persona 5 was so successful and p5 is you know, at its core, is essentially the same type of game design. It's been since 2000 and, uh, you know, 2006 when P3 came out. So, yeah. you know, they might go back to old school in 2000, in, in uh, you know, Final Fantasy 16. We don't know. But um, I, I do think they are listening, and I do think they, they know that Persona 5 was successful, and I hope that they take notes from that, that turn base is not dead. And I hear that so often, that turn base is dead. Um, and it's not. <laughs> it's alive and well. I mean, that's one that, that just drives me crazy. When people say that it's like Pokemon's turn-based, guys. I mean, it's not. Yeah, so there it's not so going many, yeah. anywhere. Okay, like I don't want to hear it's outdated. It's dumb. It's boring. It's strategy. Okay, it's, it's just know. depressing to think that like Final Fantasy, which was really like the poster child for that, is now not that. Like, yeah, other and games I think they are should doing go so back much to better. it because you know oh, it's fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, turn-based had a dip for a long time when shooters came out, and there was a massive decline in kind of um, strategic JRPGs. Uh, you know, for more cinematic games and stuff. But now it's it's going back on the rise. 2017 was an, inc- an incredible year for JRPGs of all types. Absolutely. Um, and I think Square Enix should know that there, when it comes to turn, turn base is great for two reasons. One, it's satisfying. Two, it's cheap. Um, because it's a lot easier to program for. It takes a lot less time because, you know, 15 took a hell of a lot of time because they could not get the combat system to flow correctly. Um, you know, because they were going with some crazy ideas. I mean, the warp system, uh, I think the warp system is actually the one thing that works well in 15 when it comes to, like, it doesn't feel janky, but everything else, I mean, they had to streamline it, the animations, it's so hard to program for for real-time action. Totally. Um, and, you know, I think they should really understand that 
listen, you can make an amazing game that everybody will like, and I got news for you. You can do it for cheap, and people will still like the combat. Not bitch mm-hmm, about it, because mm-hmm. turn-based is a great system, it's and it was so... invented to be on a budget. <laughs> I, so... it, yeah, I, I, I think I've, I've got my, like, thoughts on that out there, So, and I, I'm sure people... Some people would agree with me on that, and I I just want to see a big, juicy... You know what? I would actually, like, come in my pants, like, like probably profusely, to the point where I'm white in the face from lack of semen. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we... <laughs> yeah! Oh, fuck! <laughs> if um, we see Final Fantasy sixteen and we see a world map... We, but but I should say a world map in that turn-based style thing where where you 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 leave a dungeon and you enter the world map and it's like it's it's next gen but it's it's still this one and you know you can run into random encounters and you can find secret dungeons and all that and uh, and you you can use your airship to get past those sneaky mountains and everything and you know just uh. Unpopular opinion, I guess, with with Final Fantasy and stuff. I, you know, style is is very important to me and stuff. Um, Gameplay, I can get behind anything. I really can. That's okay. I prefer futuristic Final Fantasies. And, you know, because some people are really in it for the... Yeah, I know. Exactly. No, but that's okay. It's a preference. Well, no, Final Fantasy VIII had future. And I I might surprise a few people when I say this, but I like Final Fantasy VIII. I don't think it's um, the best Final Fantasy, but I'm not on the... uh, the side of Final Fantasy VIII stinks! Like, yeah. no. No, it doesn't Crucify stink. Crucify it. It's fine. You know. But, but that was a futuristic Final Fantasy. Yeah. And I, I mean, so I it was seven, um, yeah. you know, six to a certain oh, wow, extent I a little bit. seven, yeah. Um, seven, you know, ten, ten's like kind of, like, I, I don't know. Like, ever since seven, that's when they started to mess around with different types of fantasy styles. Um, that weren't just like, you know, um, you know, knights and dragons and all that kind of stuff or crystals yeah. or traditional fantasy, I guess. So, you know, I I don't know if they'll go back to it. I mean, people argue that 14 is kind of a dip back into... Um, oh, 14 is a fucking joy when it goes back into that, like, fantasy style thing of uh, Final yeah. Fantasy. It is. I mean, I, I've described Final Fantasy 14 as like, it's got all the Final Fantasy vibe without any of the Final Fantasy design. <laughs> You know, um, but I mean, well, I mean, hmm, oh, it's an MMO. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, know. yeah. Also, can I can I just say before, because um, uh, I think the podcast should be ending anytime soon, but that's probably not going to be the case. It's probably going to go on for a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but I will do some quick fire ones after this, and I'm also going to mention that this entire conversation was actually somebody's question, and I just want to read out their name so that they, uh, I want to credit you for this one. Um, okay. This is from at Sabby underscore Dude. So thank you for that one. Thank, and we, we answered it, um, you know, ahead of time. <laughs> but uh, I just want to I wanna quickly say this. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is fucking dead, my dear. <laughs> it's fucking I, dead. I have, I have so much fear for that game. <laughs> it's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> it's gonna, okay. Like I said, it's I... It's gonna blow ass, butterbuns. Unpopular. I know it's gonna suck. Listen, let me have this. Let me have this. Okay. I, I like real-time action. I do. Um, I think 15's combat was watered down, but I still enjoyed it. I love Kingdom Hearts for its combat. I, I, I am a real-time sucker. I like turn-based, but I don't prefer it. Um, but, you know, seeing... God, the 7 remake is... Yeah, you're right. It's gonna... It's Everything that we know about it is bad. Um, because, uh-huh. like, Namora's directing it. That's fine. That's great. That's whatever. The big problem with it is... Um, 
one Namor only knows how to make one type of game um which is kingdom hearts because <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's why it's real time gameplay because you know that's what he likes um and two it's it's the whole uh, the whole stupid like three parts thing oh, Everyone, like, oh how many parts it's gonna be here's and here everyone's with the mindset and stuff I, i've heard arguments on this end which are stupid um that are like oh the reason why it's being split up is because they can't fit the entire game onto one disc bullshit yes you can okay i i'm Blu-ray gonna can fit 280 games thank you thank you okay hot fucking take square enix you fucking cunts i'm looking at a game right now on my shelf it's a little game called lost odyssey on the xbox 360 that game is fucking long as shit it is excruciatingly long but you split it up into three discs and your your save file continues on to that other thing and it's all in one case yeah why exactly. don't why don't you just make a game and split it into three discs like you did on ps1 and put it in the same case why not and i uh, well i'll tell you why I, i'll tell you why 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 spend 60 dollars uh, yeah exactly <laughs> why spend 60 dollars on a full game when i can sell you three parts of that game over the course of two years for 40 bucks a pop why sell you a game for 60 dollars when i can sell it to you for 120 i i there's a very theoretical podcast here but um one of my my theories of final fantasy 7 remake is they and I was actually speaking to Perils of Pokey with this again. I, I bring him up in like every single one of my videos now. <laughs> I want that boy to shine. <laughs> um, we we were talking about it because Pokey, more than me, I think, is extremely passionate about the 7 remake. In a way where I think he he wants to see how it will fuck up. Um, I'm, oh, gonna I'm, link... I'm in the same boat. I'm yeah, the same, same, boat. same. I'm going to link a video that me and him collabed in, again, in the description. So... You people have got a lot of content to watch now, so that's fucking good. Um, but we're basically talking about how, like, it's the kind of thing where, I don't know, it's Final Fantasy VII is so loved as a game. And, again, it's the Bravely Default issue where they see, it's this game that succeeds, and it's clearly this, this quoting in quotation marks, old gameplay... Yeah. is still very fucking popular but they even came out and, and had the gall to say like nah nah that, no, that real old time. shit well, that's, again, that's because, busted busted shit well I mean shit. I don't think Namor is even making the game anymore I think they moved they moved directors that's right they they moved him again they, they keep doing this is that they'll bring a Namor on for like two seconds he's directing the game and then like you know later on the line it's like oh we need to finish Kingdom Hearts 3 and then they boot him off so yeah. like I, I guarantee he's just the idea guy at this point um, totally oh that's right that's right I am I I I remember what I was going to say. Um, so, basically, I think that Square Enix were shocked when they saw how much backlash there was. Now, admittedly, there wasn't a huge amount of backlash over it, but there were some very heated voices in the community about the direction where Final Fantasy VII Remake was going. Mm-hmm. This this came down to the change in gameplay. It came down to the, 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 the announcement that there was going to be extra bits of story. And there was also the news that it was going to be split into three discs. Now, I think that Square Enix had no doubt in their minds that these decisions would be... They'd be accepted. No. It was the pretty much definitely not what they were thinking there was backlash 
And it was backlash that these original fans were having. And these are the people they're trying to fucking cater to. Yeah. So, well, actually, no, take that back. They're not just trying to cater to the old fans. They're also trying to cater to the people who haven't played Final Fantasy VII for, before. For, 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 for fans of Final Fantasies and first timers. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fact I'm that gonna, the game starts off with that is bad. I'm going <laughs> to scream. <laughs> and so I feel like the reason why there is such a hilarious amount of radio silence right now is because they're completely redoing. You think they're rehauling it? I think they're rehauling it. I, I, I was about to say, like, what was the last time we've heard anything about the Seven Remake? It's been a uh, while. It has been an absolute while. Almost, I'm going to say more than a year. Yeah. I'm going to say more than a year. I Probably even more than that, honestly. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong, um, but I really do think, like, they're probably not going to take away everything they said, but I feel like they're definitely going to rehaul a lot of those ideas. And I would be shocked, but very happy, if I see them take away the new gameplay that they're doing, and they they instead turn it into turn-based, but with a bit more of an action flair, you know? Yeah, well, kind of like, okay, so, you know, unpopular, not unpopular opinion, but, um, you know, the, uh, the ATB system in uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, there's good ideas in that thing, it's very cinematic looking, it's just automatic as crap. Now, take something like that, make it good, <laughs> you know, give yourself yeah, some kind of customization exactly. with materia. Um, I wouldn't mind something like that as the new kind of battle system because, uh, you know, in, in Final Fantasy VII, I mean, there was kind of like a, a time gauge on it. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, you're right, I, I would... <sighs> It's funny because, in my opinion, Final Fantasy VII is a game that is 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 a great game. But one thing I've always docked it for is that it is ugly. It is a incredibly ugly game because you know the 3D and stuff. Yeah, oh, it was a great new yeah, medium and software, but it it just looks like crap. It, it is it is an ugly game due to limitation. So, yeah, and yeah, like, they they play, they definitely pushed the technology in when it came to gameplay with 3D, absolutely. which is great. But on a visual level, this you know, Final Fantasy VII, the reason why people always clamored for a remake for it is because it desperately needed one on a visual level, not so oh much God, on a gameplay yeah. level. Um, mm, preach. You know, preach. And uh, so the fact that they started messing around with these core mechanics, like, like I said, I like real time. I wouldn't mind if the game was real time, but I can totally understand why people don't want it that way because it's like, what what made Final Fantasy VII good? It's 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 combat because the material system was amazing. Um, and people, you know, freaking hate it, but I think it was really good. Um, and also it's story and, you know, it's, it's, it's just general vibes. Um, and I think if they can capture the vibes part and, you know, work around the combat, uh, my biggest concern is the stuff that they're going to cut or in in my biggest fear, the stuff that they are going to add. And (laughs) here is, um, uh, okay, so like combat one is is one big issue and stuff like that. The bigger picture with seven is why it is you know it's, it tugs on everybody's heartstrings and stuff. It's, it's some of its impactful moments, its villains, blah blah blah. People um, forget that Aerith was killed off because she was expensive. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean there was a reason behind it. She, she um, apparently it was too much to keep her in the game, uh, and I then did they, it was also an homage. It was a few that. reasons why she was killed. Um, but it was one of the reasons that she, she was killed off is that she was expensive to keep into the game and stuff like that, to have that many party members in the, for the memory's sake, cause the game was already on uh, several discs. Mm. Um, and then, you know, it was for a few other story reasons. So they decided to kill off Aerith and whatnot. My, my biggest fear, this is me stretching by the way. No, no, um, no, go ahead. Is that, it, 
<laughs> hear me on out. disc DLC Imagine bring Aerith back if to Aerith life comes back as a change done just stop, stop <laughs> Aerith stop. comes back no. as DLC listen, l- because they can afford to keep her in this time listen here bitch you take that back <laughs> it's just a thought because don't don't oh, get me I wrong just... Squeenix will do that because that's, I mean, the whole, th- the remake is a big fanboy expose, you know, and then trying to I've get got new it. people into it, but it's like. I've got it. What a I've way to get people. Aerith lives DLC. You want to sell a game? Just about to, that's how you mm, do it. I was just about to fucking say that. Okay. You can bring Aerith back, but they're going to do it for, for paid DLC, the extra chapter. Yeah. Where you can bring Aerith back and they, they shoddly put her into every they like photoshop this little cardboard <laughs> cut out of air if you say jiggle it a bag of it's just she's on the skateboard <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like a little big cardboard cut on a skateboard cloud <laughs> I, um, uh, this opinion, fucking rub- I yeah. hate Aerith. I actually hate her as a character. I do too. I, I do not like her. She's a the bitch. Boyfriend um, stealing whore. Yeah, she 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 is clingy. She is um she's selfish. And so if anyone's ever played, because like it's hard to kind of gauge her personality in Seven a little bit, um because a lot of her she's very like basic. Uh, but in <laughs> Crisis Core, you get to see her kind of personality at full force, you know, when she's like kind of romantic and stuff. Um, I don't like her. She's kind of like uh, mean to Zach. She is like stuck up, and you know I don't like her. <laughs> so uh, yeah. good riddance, Aerith. I will not be paying for your hypothetical DLC. <laughs> you are going to oh die and stay dead. Thank you, Cool Ranch. I I would have more respect for Square Enix if they just killed the project and rehauled it. I really, really would. But I'm, I I'd think be okay with that. I can wait. I, agree, I yeah. mean, you know. I I think uh, we we went off on a bit of another tangent there, which is fine. Um. But there was another question here, which I thought was interesting. And we're going to be doing some um, some more kind of quick fire questions here. Yeah, yeah. So this is something from at Mark1246. And they say, they say after seeing 4-3, I was hearing that uh, immigration song on repeat for a hundred times. So I was thinking, what anime, show, movie made you want to hear a song over and over after seeing the OP and ending? Insert song. I have an answer for this. Oh, so do I. Uh, my one is Gacked Redemption from Dirge's Cerberus. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, I have that on my iPod. <laughs> I love that song. Redemption. Oh, my God. It's such, it's such a good song. Oh, um, it's, it's good. No, it's, it's it's because the opening, it's like, it's it's it starts off slow and it's got this big old build up and whatnot. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, no, I, I, I can totally get behind that. For me, anime counts, right? Oh, totally. Um, for me, it would be uh, Flyers from Death Parade. Uh, okay. that, I, I don't know. It's a good. It's a really good song, and it's it's completely contradictory to the anime itself. But I think everyone agree that it's a great opening and it's yeah. a great song. So yeah, now nah, I'm boring. That's kind of. <laughs> but <laughs> I do love okay. Redemption. That is also a really good song. Oh man, I I I, I think listening to redemption is what caused me to become such an edgy little fuck when i was a teenage boy i remember completing dirge of cerberus and getting to that song and i went oh no this is good this game's good now did you know that's actually my first final fantasy you mentioned that before because yeah, i remember when i was doing my first final fantasy and like... we started properly talking i think when i released my dirge of cerberus video yeah because I, I remember like i was a big fan of it and like well i mean just half big fan. i don't know i made a video on it that i said i thought the game was bad and blah and then i 180'd at the last second saying like yeah. i absolutely love this game don't get me wrong i'm gonna clarify i love dirge of cerberus it is one of my favorite games is the game I do good too. it's not very good but it's the fun game's bad. <laughs> 
yeah. The, the, the game is bad, the story is dumb, but I still like it. It's a great it. game, and I play it once a year. So. And I, I think people give the story more shit than what it deserves. I think, you know what? The, the, again, same as some of the other games you just brought up, it mm. has some good ideas, but they executed a little stupidly. Yeah, that always seems to be the kicker. I, I, I love the um, Omega weapon. I love that entire storyline. I love the idea of taking the life force out of the planet and evacuating it. That's super cool. Um, I, I just think fucking spiky white-haired boy Vice is a waste of space. Get him out of there. Put him in the trash. I mean, all of Deep Ground is, like, wasted for the most part. How I dare mean... you say that about my favorite character in the whole wide world, Shelk? Shelk is a, a Xerox machine. <laughs> That's what I said. She's like she's a zero, she's a talking Xerox machine, and it's like she's got. Uh, anyway, I could go watch. Okay, people, go watch the uh, our dirge of Cerberus videos. Mine's like five yeah. minutes. His is way longer, but like <laughs> I get my I get my crap across. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, go, go do that. Why? Why don't you go back and watch some of our older videos? Go, just, just, go, and, go and give give us some. Clicks. Watch the whole thing though, because so many people like I get so many comments like, "Well, I liked it." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, yeah. Watch the video. Watch the whole video. <laughs> Okay, so next quick fire question is from at uh, Kage Gengar, mm-hmm. and they say favorite video on YouTube. <laughs> this is gonna be a random one. Go ahead. <laughs> one of my favorite. <laughs> this is gonna be terrible. Not no, terrible. Go ahead, it's, it's really stupid. One of my favorite videos is this guy who's got this big lizard named Pepperoni, and this. <laughs> He he sings happy birthday to the like this is real this is just like happy birthday no, pepperoni, um and he uh he just he this guy really cares about his fucking lizard and then he he gets like some meats and some mashed potatoes and then he just puts the the lizard on the table and he just sings like happy birthday pepperoni. <laughs> That's my favorite video on the internet. It's so pure. I love it so much. Um, I'd watch it like every time I pass. That's it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. I, I have about three videos I can I can quickly list off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having the giggles thinking one of the. Named his lizard pepperoni. <laughs> this one's a little bit mean, but it's 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 funny if you don't know the context. God bless this poor child. It's a it's a child who who, who clearly has a few issues, but they've <laughs> they've edited it so it 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 just does the first few chords of the Mario theme tune, <laughs> and, oh, no. and it, it goes and he goes and he slams his head. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. It's a vine. It's so funny. Oh, I I I cry every single time it comes out. It's so good. Is the editing is perfect. Uh, The the other one is called Why Checho Beppe Doesn't Die, and it is it's this video on a on a, a channel that has like I think less than a thousand subscribers, and it's about six or seven years old it's an old video and it it has like not as much views as i thought it would it's this fucking weird video i'm gonna put all of these videos in the description by the way everybody so so click on them if you if you're listening through podcasts go onto the youtube video and and click on the description they're well worth the watches um it's it's about it's literally just this video where a, a cat Someone records their cat with a really high quality camera and they give it this weird high pitch electronic voice. 
where they're talking about the synesthetic smells that you can smell through the TV screen when you scratch and sniff your screen. Oh my god! And and then they bring up Checho Beppe, who's the king of this this apartment complex in the other building. And then the, I think the person who made it green screens their two children as the two Italian futurists. <laughs> and and it's so fucking. It's okay. Here's the thing. It's not as fucking funny when I'm explaining it, but whenever I watch it. I it, it just charms me. It charms me to death, and it's it's wonderful. There are I pure love... there are pure videos in this world. Uh, unlike my fir- my final video, which I love, which is called "Waking Up Gary." Oh no! <laughs> Waking Up Gary is is just a a joy to watch. Um, it's it's recorded on a two eighty p camera. <laughs> And it has this guy who goes, where the fuck is Gary? I caught him at night to sleep with some whore. Gary, it's time to wake up. There's work to be. And then he starts recording his friend in a bed wearing a rubber mask going, oh! It's fucking- you just like, like the weird, like abstract curse video memes. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's so, but it's so- I need to see so these fun. now. Oh my God. I, I, I'm going to send them to you after podcast so we can have a giggle. Um, but yeah, th- those are my favorite videos. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure- They'll be your favorite videos too. <laughs> <laughs> With these simple steps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me just scroll down this little list here and. Uh, okay. Right. Final question. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember. I think I remember asking you this before the podcast, and you actually didn't have one. So I feel mean it being the final question because you don't even answer. But I'll find another one. Uh, it is most embarrassing OC. Uh, yeah, see, like, I never made this stuff public ever, because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm to myself. I never That's did okay. anything on the internet up until the channel. I don't, I guess myself. Sure. Super butter buns or buns, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Is an OC, technically. <laughs> um, Everyone just thinks I'm a piece of, like, I'm a Twinkie. I don't understand. I don't understand that. It's <laughs> like, about to say twink. It's in the name. It's like super butter buns. I'm like, it's a bu- It's a bun. Okay, where does it say Twinkie? I, where does it say, obviously, butter. I know it throws people off sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's myself. I'm my embarrassing OC. Um, my embarrassing OC. I wouldn't even call it embarrassing because I was a kid, but I made my own spin-off of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Oh no! I drew comics, my friend. They were like they were Christian Weston Chandler esque, or I should say Christine Weston Chandler. Oh, Thank dear. you very much. Oh. Modern day. Um but it was it was cool. Here it comes. Turbo the Turtle. And I'm pretty sure was... that's a DreamWorks original movie at this point. <laughs> it was about a turtle who could run really fast, and he had uh, a bandana over his eyes, so he looked exactly like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And he had his um his red turtle friend who could punch things. Oh and my god! His name was Spike the Turtle. <laughs> I've heard some worse things. Okay, I take it back. I actually did have an OC when I was a child because I totally forgot about it just until oh, now. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't draw. Um, I can't draw. I'm not creative. Blah. Um, in fourth grade, I had a stick figure comic called Lightning Man. Whoa. Where it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was literally just a stick figure comic, but he wasn't, like, good at his job. Every single time that he would, like, try to help people, he would just set things on fire. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And that, that's, I had, like, like very... Um, excessive comics about him i don't know like he wasn't he killed a lot of people lightning man lightning man you know back in fourth grade 
Um, no e- I think no I e-boy. sold them at some point. I tried to sell them to people for like five, like you know, twenty five cents. That that is some fucking Captain Underpants ass shit. Yeah, that's literally it. Though I mean, like he kind of looked like it too. He had a cape and he had like a little lightning bolt strap on Whoa. his head. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds great. <laughs> yeah, stick figure art. It, it went somewhere, guys. Yeah, I'm talented. Oh man! Right then, I think for the very, very final question, the very final one, uh, I can make this nice and simple because it happened so fresh, so recent. What are your biggest rage moments in gaming? And oh, oh, I forgot, I forgot. Uh, the person who asked that question uh, was at Born Warrior. I almost forgot that. I'm sorry, at Born Warrior, but they're the person who asked the most embarrassing OC question. The next question is from at Dylan underscore Dave, mm-hmm. and it's the biggest rage moments in game. There, there have been two so far. Um, okay. And actually, they're incredibly recent, too. Uh, and one of them yeah. was with your guys' precious Drakengard 3. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand. did not realize that you had to collect all the weapons to get the last oh. ending. And I get to the screen, and it's like, you have 27% collected. And I'm like... I hate collecting things in games. Welcome. I hate it when it's mandatory, and Dragon Guard Three is not a fun game for me. Now you, now I like you the know story. I hate playing it. I absolutely hate playing it. Um, so yeah, but uh, I guess like the the legitimate one, where I, like that was like internal rage, where it's like I do not want to do this. Um, but I'm still trying to get all the weapons and stuff. But the one where I actually freaked out, um, and there's a video of it too, because I was streaming this while um, I was playing Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. As we I all saw know, this. Which is, I saw yeah, this. The soup, the most fun game in the whole wide world. And uh, you can go watch the video. It's not very long. It's only seven minutes and stuff. But the thing about um, Nocturne is that the game relies heavily on trial and error to figure out where you're supposed to go. And I had never beaten the game before, mind you. And I'm very far into it at this point. You know, this is like, you know, this is like third to last dungeon in the game. Um, and this puzzle required you to, there were five doors you had to go through. And once you went through a door, you couldn't go back in. It was a one-way door for some fucking reason. <laughs> Um, there was no way to figure out which door to go through without trial and error. And I had already actually solved this puzzle. The problem is I died at the floor boss and I didn't save. So I had to redo the thing again. And I somehow got lucky the first time and guessed the right door, but I couldn't remember which door I went through, which made it all the more frustrating. So then I had to, and what sucks is that if you go through the wrong door, then you have to like reset the entire thing. And they're not randomized, mind you, but it's just like you had to do trial and error. And I got every single door wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> Somehow, and it's is it was I was losing my mind because like the chat was messing with me. I was asking for help. They were giving me numbers, and then the numbers weren't right. So I banned. Like I was timing people. Wow! <laughs> I was so. I mean, again, this is all on. This is all in a video. Um, Shemagami Tensei is a re- is a game that I actually really really like. But that segment frustrated me so much because I'd done it already. And yeah. I just couldn't remember what I did. Um, and yeah, that I was I was scr- I threw my controller across the room. I got <gasps> oh my so God. mad. I lost it. <laughs> like, Holy shit. You dude. can hear me like I was hamming it up, but I was like super oh, frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's oh. definitely definitely my worst moment, like raging. And because uh, like the game, the game is not hard, like on a gameplay level. It's just figuring out where to go. Mm-hmm. And that puzzle sucks because it's all trial and error. There's no way you can guess that. Like, with, there's no context clues to guess it. You either just get lucky or you got to figure it out through trial and error. Yeah. So, 
And I, um, and then, you know, of course, the SMT fandom's super snarky, and they get in there, it's like, um, well, you know, they're like... They sure are. They, they were, they were con- critiquing my gameplay, even though I only showed me fighting once, and I died within the first two seconds of it, and I was at full health. So I'm like, I don't know what you right. guys are getting your stuff off of, because I'm just running around the whole time in this video. Yeah, yeah. I let SMT fandom, you're great, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we get, we get it. You play video games, you did good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my, that's, yeah, I don't know about you. Oh boy, right, okay, um, I have a couple. The first one is more of a sad story, but um, when I was a, a younger man playing Final Fantasy X, I say man, I was a boy, mm-hmm. um, playing Final Fantasy X for the first time on my PlayStation 2, I finally beat a boss after six attempts. It was the boss um, when you're, uh, it's the giant army and they're fighting Sin, and you have to fight that weird stacked Sin spawn with Seymour Guado. Mm-hmm. Or at least you fight him Well, every fight with Seymour sucks. I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, I finally beat it. And then during the cutscene, my card broke. My, 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 uh, my disc broke. <gasps> my disc broke. And the cutscene froze. And it made the... Oh, my God. And I, yeah. I cried. I cried. And I cried. I was fucking done. And through some miracle, the next week, I tried it again, and it got past the cutscene, and the rest of the game was fine. That's, that's but not that, that That would have broken me so quick. It... Fuck it. I was so happy to be done with it, and then the... Di- and it that, it's that crushing feeling, and... Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um the second time was yesterday. Really? That's why it's so fresh in my fucking mind and it's with Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Fucking oh, Memories. Oh, I see here's the thing. I've never beaten that game. I don't care about it. I've never played it and I know why cuz it's frustrating and I don't like the cards. I was going up against motherfucking Ansem with Riku, the final boss. And oh my god, he breaks Every one of your healing chains. I don't give a fuck if you can get one or two through. Even if you get the most perfect chain going, he will break it because he'll zero you out. He'll use one of his fucking zero cards. And Mickey Mouse takes about ten years to use his fucking healing spell. So then you, you, you're jumping all around and you got to dodge all his bullshit. And, and you, he's, I, I got so annoyed for the first time in my life. I went... To the screen. God, there's a reason. Again, there's a reason why I don't play it because I hear it's so frustrating. Because I've only played part of it, and I'm like, I don't like this. I had to but take like, a break. Captain Hook sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, I've heard just oh my horror God. stories with with Chain of Memories of how frustrating the combat can be. I uh, I I had to take a break. I had to pause it. I had to go. I'm I'm not like this. This is the first game ever even dark souls i know it's the big meme right now but yeah. let's be fucking real dark souls was frustrating the first time you play it let's not be a fucking cunt about it right mm-hmm. um chain of memories and i i, I know the second i'm saying there are going to be people going well it wasn't hard for me good for yeah. you yeah yeah because the game is rng hell yeah literally all i'm saying is you know what if you did it i i am happy for you that you didn't go through the frustration that i felt it fucking annoyed the fuck out of me and i will bring this up in the video you can be fucking sure i'm done with that game oh, there we are my review for chain of memories is out in the open everybody mm-hmm. um but no um 
I'm going to go into full de detail about it in the video. Um, for people who are worried that I might not like the game in its entirety, absolutely not. The game has its merits. Um, it's got a good story. I think it's definitely it, one of the stronger stories I'm, in Kingdom Hearts. That is exactly... It, I agree with you. Out of all of the stories, I love the Namine shit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. I just don't like the gameplay. Um, it's funny because everyone always asks me, like, when's Chain of Memories for beginners? When's Chain of Memories for beginners? I don't make videos on games I don't personally like playing. So, <laughs> Dragon Guard's an exception because I really like the story. Yeah. But like, I've already seen Chain of Memories. I don't need to play through it. Pretty much. You know. Yep. Right then, I think on that note, uh, we're going to wrap this podcast up. So, thank you very much to my lovely guest, Super Butterbuns. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Oh, God. Okay, so uh, I, I, I do things sometimes on the YouTubes and stuff. Okay, so I upload every, like, blue moon. Actually, I upload every week or so. I try to, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, my everything Super Butterbuns. That's me. Trademark, copyright, claimed, uh, all that kind of crap. Um, you know, I, I upload uh, for beginners. I do other things, like do your memories, where I kind of look back at older games. I do retrospects on just, you know, stuff in general but four beginners in my main series but i do a bunch of other things um i stream often on twitch uh i got a twitter that i'm like super active on and yeah that that's a set that's me you know i um if, if you like if you like yelling <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you like yelling and you know big expressive loud bass boost memes and um wacky comedy and basically if you want someone to get into a video game send them one of my videos and see if that does anything if not they're probably never going to get into it um because like i try to help basic beginners like make sure that they <laughs> don't mess up beyond belief yeah that's my that's my goal other than that okay yeah, that's me Awesome. All right, then. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I hope you all have great, great weeks and all that. And, uh, and I hope you, you have a fantastic day. You fucking interrupt me!